You are listening to Cape Shit, a podcast taking a chronological and often spoiler-heavy look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, one film at a time. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. Meet the sulky, over-bulky, kinda hulky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Superpowered from the forehead to the toes. Watch them change their very shape before your nose. See arcane striking superhero change to Viking superhero. Ah, a fling and real swing and shield fling and superhero. They're the latest, they're the greatest, ultimate superheroes. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. All right, and so welcome to the latest episode of Cape Shit. The uh, podcast in which Lee and I and a couple of friends sit down and talk about uh, all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in order uh, because we are gluttons for punishment and or pleasure. Um, and then when this is over, we'll probably just keep talking about comic movies because that's just the way it goes. Um, I'm Daniel. Uh, I'm here to lead this bullshit thing. Referee. Uh, joined by Lee. Lee, say, say your name and uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lee. Uh, and Daniel, this is going to get weird, all right? It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. There's no reason to be scared. <laughs> We're good. And uh, as always, is generally uh, with this uh, little podcast thread, we are joined by our friends Carrie and Greg. Carrie, say hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Fun. And Greg. Hi. I want my own ant suit so I can hang out in women's panties. I think that's a distinct I don't finish. think that you need an ant suit for that. <laughs> I mean that's a that that is that is that is a fetish, but uh, I don't think you. I think you can. Perhaps the fetish that I want to do without them knowing. Them. Oh my god! When we when we get back well, to sex comedies on our main podcast, Daniel, there is one where a guy shrinks himself and like they built like scale models of a girl's like pubic region for him to fall into and, and bounce around in. Nice. Yeah. Why have I not seen this? Movie? Nice. I think I think. I think we need to do uh, the Invisible Kid, which was uh, which had uh, Jay Underwood, who was uh, Chip from uh, the Not, uh, Not Quite Human series. Oh yeah, uh, that's one that I've been wanting to do. Anyway, um, so today we are not going to be talking about that. We are going to be talking about Ant Man from 2015. This was released on in the United States on July 17th, 2015. Um, this is the one where a guy gets really small and. Uh, does not actually get to have a romantic relationship. Um, I watched uh, Interspace. One it's weekend, all these movies on their weekends. <laughs> Which we've also already done on this podcast in another thread. So, you know, um, but a uh, number two was Minions. Number three was Trainwreck. That's the uh, Amy Schumer comedy. Uh, which some incel dipshit uh, decided to um, bring a gun to and shoot some people. Um, uh. Great, uh, because apparently that's a thing that people do. Uh, number four was Inside Out. Uh, number five is Jurassic World. Um, yeah. Down the line a little bit, you get Mad Max Fury Road. Was it number 16? It was still making 100 grand uh, this Sweet. weekend. And uh, also Entourage, the Entourage movie. Oh, oh yeah. 
that well, movie everyone was it made twenty five grand, and yeah. I had forgotten that the Entourage movie was released. I that forgot recently. the series existed. Thanks um, for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I do apologize. I do apologize for that. But uh, it was only in one hundred eighty eight theaters at this point, and it had been out for uh, forty five days, so uh, something like uh, six weeks, something like that. So, so uh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do the thing. We're going to uh, do what we always do, and I'm going to start with you, Greg, and ask you, uh, when was the first time you saw this movie, and uh, should, what are your general thoughts? I should probably just record myself and just keep playing it, because it's going to sound pretty similar. I did not see it in the theater. I saw it when it came out probably on DVD, or and I probably acquired it through some illicit means, where the fine people at the, the that upstart known as Disney did not get my money for the movie and uh yeah i watched it uh for first time i enjoy it. i think we're basically at the point with marvel movies where they're all pretty good at this point i think might be a few that are not as great but uh for the most part i don't think there's any stinkers at this point they've got their game honed to a craft that that's a weird thing to say we, we, we can disagree about that i think you know but 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 yeah so uh so you like it pretty well i like it it's good it's not i don't know if it would make my would make my top ten. I don't know if it would, but it's uh, it's a good solid movie. It's it's different. It's more of a comedy. Uh, I kind of like the comedy vibe of it. Uh, they also did something similar with Thor Ragnarok, and I like that even more. And spoilers, yeah, I thought it was a, a good movie. I watched it again today. I perfectly enjoyed it, and uh, it's held up. I enjoyed it well enough. I like the how they make Michael Douglas young at the beginning, and they do that fancy technology they now have. So that now every actor can be alive forever. Yeah, I like the fact that we're celebrating a hero that can fit inside somebody's butthole. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Carrie, uh, when did you see this? Your general thoughts. Um, like Greg, I can almost record myself saying this. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters roughly a week or two after it came out because I like going to an empty theater. And pretty sure I saw it with my mom because we both like Marvel movies and I think she likes she likes going to movies, and my stepdad hates going, so she generally pays for me. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I like it a lot. Uh, Paul Rudd, I think, did a great job, and like a bunch of other random actors that you never think would be like jacked, like the money that Disney obviously paid for him to get trained and stuff to become like the way he looks now. It's crazy the transformation people can go through oh, yeah holy shit and then and like that, that's like real stuff but like going back to the thing greg said and stuff like that the de-aging technology they have these days like michael douglas that was done really really well and then just the other cg in this movie like the scenes where he's tiny and the cg ants and all that fucking top notch it was done really really well and i overall very much enjoy the movie it's not really needed in the grand scope of kind of the MCU and like the whole arcing storyline. It's basically, this movie is basically just there to introduce Ant-Man. Like there's like a throwaway line or two talking about like uh, Age of Ultron when they drop the city and stuff, but it's not, or like when they first say the thing and uh, Paul Rudd's character, in, uh, we should call the Avengers. And so like there's a couple little things tying it in, but overall it's kind of its own movie and I like it a lot. Yeah. I like I like Hank Pym uh, giving shade to Tony Stark, being like, you know, he his suit his suit is nonsense. Like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. he thinks he has a suit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no real technology there. Uh, yeah. you know, Lee, uh, uh, when did you first see this? General thoughts? Uh, I got this 
through uh, Put Locker a few weeks after it was released. Um, I have since watched it on legal means that I've paid for, so uh, get away from me, uh, fucking Mickey and uh, Minnie and all the other fuckers. Uh, yeah, go feel break your legs. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I, I watched it on Netflix, so uh, I, and I pay for Netflix, so there you go. Fuck you. Um, <clears throat> I like this a lot. Uh, I think it's a really nice sort of laid-back kind of breezy little romp uh it's a little less epic in scale than like guardians of the galaxy or something like that like it's like you know let's let's bring this let's bring this formula but let's put it down to earth with like lower level heroes and villains and then let's just you know use the time to fill in a little bit of like uh backstory and stuff and the whole marvel universe and just have a little bit of a little bit more meat to the bones that can be played upon in future movies so you know uh, a lot of this is has nothing really to do with the the greater scale of the Marvel Universe stuff, and I think part of that is, uh, and we might get into this, but uh, how um, Edgar Wright was on the writing team here, and he originally his, his original draft he wanted this to be a standalone movie that was like had basically no connections to the rest of the Marvel Universe, but they were like, "Fuck you, we're doing a universe here, dude. Uh, get on with the the fucking uh, program." And so they, they kind of kicked him out of it, but uh, or at least kind of forced him into like, ah, well, fuck you, I quit. Um, yeah, what kind we, of a nutcase would be like, hey, yeah, the biggest franchise in the world, yeah, let's let's make it completely separate. Like, what are we, Fantastic Four or something? <laughs> well, look at Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. <laughs> mm. But I mean, yeah, and uh, no, this is this is really good. I really like it. Um, I think this is one of the ones like once we get to it and we go through like our top 10 at the end of the series or whatever. Um, I think this is one of the ones that has a chance of uh, edging into the top 10, I, especially on this rewatch. I really enjoyed myself watching it. So uh, I, th I think nice. it might have a chance. Yeah. Well, I, really I just did not. Can I just really quickly did it to my head since you said it, the line where uh, he's talking about the Iron Man suit and stuff like I'm just the yellow jacket, stupid in my head now. Like why not like I, the Iron Man suit? With pin particles, like what if Iron Man could be tiny? How okay the cats are having a war. I'm sorry, but um, how badass would that be? Just random thought. Sorry, if he was tiny. He wouldn't keep sure. Pepper Potts satisfied. <laughs> you, you were talking about the superhero that can fit in a butthole. Like you could just you could literally. Well, clearly, he, clearly he could literally be in the G spot. Well, I mean, it, it, game, what can I say? Is is as long as uh, Gwyneth Paltrow cleaned the goop. Out of her butthole first, which is oh. unlikely because that woman is gross. Or she's got one of those like pebble, those rocks that apparently you keep in there to strengthen things. Oh, she God. might have one of them in there. Yeah, she's a weird. What are you? Sorry, just a uh, super quick aside is that uh, I work in a very rich area of Toronto, and she opened a pop-up shop to sell whatever crap she sells to really rich women. So you, you did, know your, how you, did your wife get one of her vagina scented candles? No, I didn't even walk inside the store. I think it's gone now. I, think I know this is a, I know this is a total aside, but you know how you sometimes you have like uh, sci-fi or horror stories where it's like a fictional character comes to life and like replaces the real person that they're like based upon or whatever, like the actor that portrays them. Wouldn't it be great if Pepper Potts came into existence and like murdered Gwyneth Paltrow and took over her fucking life? That would be great because she seems better than the actual actress. Yeah, almost yeah. almost any of Gwyneth Paltrow's characters would be a better person <laughs> in real life than Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Pepper Potts has red hair, so that's that's what I'm going for. Gwyneth Paltrow has done 
enormous damage to the world. But uh, mm. we're not here to talk about that today. Um, instead, we should talk a little bit more about Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. Um, just for myself, I did not see this one upon initial release. I think I saw this on like basic cable like a couple of years later or something. Like I, I really got disenchanted with the MCU for, for about a year and a half and just didn't go to see anything. Um, if this had if this had been directed by Edgar Wright, and in particular there was a rumor that Simon Pegg was going to be Ant Man, I definitely would have shown up for that. Um, but that uh, you know, weird. Yeah, no, it was totally going to be like Edgar Wright does his weird thing within the MCU. Um, I would love to see the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe do more of that, particularly in this kind of post in game post. COVID-19 now, like, we have this, like, big break, and they're kind of... I would love to see them kind of do more branching out and do smaller movies like I this. I want to see Simon uh, Pegg now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean, Martin Freeman came in, and he was in World's End, but I would love to see Simon Pegg as, like, somebody in this Somebody. World, right? um, He's just great. I, I broadly... I mean... I realized, you know, I really had not, like, really sat down and watched it until I watched it a couple of days ago for this podcast. Although I had kind of seen it, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it was on TV. And, um, you know, I definitely like the sequel more than I like this one. I think this one, it kind of gets the reputation for being like, oh, another fucking origin story, like, at this point, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think it does it pretty well, and I think that there's something clever going on in that it doesn't tell us the Hank Pym story. It's telling us the uh, Scott Lang story. And you so don't want the Hank Pym story. That, nope. No, you don't want the Hank Pym story. No, no, not at all. Um, you know, Wait, but, you but that, you Sorry, you don't want to see Michael Douglas bang Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, well, so- no, the, 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 the thing is, uh, the, the Hank Pym story, if you, if you went for, from the comics... He's actually one of the worst human beings in the Marvel Universe. He's oh, a piece really? of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed oh, yeah. to be the one that made Ultron, actually. Uh-huh. Which that, That's one thing they changed for the MCU that I'm okay with. I didn't mind the way they did that. Yeah, I, I like all the changes in this movie. Actually, uh, yeah. it's pretty good. But but I like the I like the small scale of this. I mean, and I mean that both literally. And <laughs> literally. Uh, I like the the photography here is really phenomenal. Um, uh, Greg, I think you mentioned the uh, the the or no, uh, Carrie, you mentioned the special effects. Um, and they actually like developed like special camera rigs and special kind of like micro photography, which they even expanded on for the sequel. I mean, this is like really innovative in the way that they use like these kind of small cameras. I mean, this is this isn't that isn't like CG. They literally like like took a bathtub and like shot it in like yeah. small scale and then like adapted it into. They did digital compositing and everything. Mac, macro like cameras. it really does have some really phenomenal uh, special effects and I think that gets kind of overlooked when we talk about this because we suspect these movies have amazing special effects. But I mean I think Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp actually do have some really interesting kind of stuff going on special effects wise. Um yeah, no, I I don't know, like what I, another thing I really like about this is the comedy is that it is mm-hmm. sort of much lighter than a lot of the other films. It gives us yeah, and I think that's the casting of Paul Rudd ultimately. And Paul Rudd is just kind of, he kind of, I don't want to say he sleepwalks through this, but he's definitely kind of Paul Rudding his way through this. <laughs> it's he's so as a co-writer, you know, um, it, you know, it feels so like, effortless for him. Right, right, and and I, but I, but I don't even mean that as an insult. I mean that no. as like, no, it's fun. This is exactly what you want this to he be. Fit. You know, he fits. He fits the character very well. Yeah, right. And that's something that the MCU really does well. Is kind of like finding an actor who can just like inhabit the thing and then just let them do that thing, you know? And I, and I, and I really appreciate that here. And I think 
overall the film was well cast even evangeline lily who i have no major opinion about one way or the other she has such a blank space in my brain um from everything She's very else pretty. and and I quite like her here, and I like her in the sequel. I like her even more in the sequel. So um, I can't yeah. tell her and Liv Tyler apart, personally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, they, uh, do have a, they do have a similarity to them. I'll give you that. I think my I think my favorite thing about this movie, though, is actually um, it, it it's Paul Rudd and uh, Abby Ryder Fortson as Cassie. Uh, I, I just like their relationship. Oh, I, I, that, that, I think that's the cutest fucking shit I've seen on screen in a long time. When he shows up at the birthday party she... and stuff, that's 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 gold. Yeah. That's so good. Like, mom, mommy's so happy she spit it. She choked on her drink or whatever. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's great. He, he, he gives her, you know, like just like the. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a it's a movie relationship. It's the perfect little daughter that you can hope for, right? Kind of thing. Because it's like he shows up at the party with this ugly fucking stuff bunny toy that this looks like shit he's like here you go and it's like the the foster dad kind of is like disapprovingly looking at this piece of shit like look at this bum brought this piece of shit in for his daughter at his birthday and she's like i love it he's ugly as shit or whatever and she runs yeah. off with it you know like and they expand on the daughter well, relationship in a nice way in the uh, second movie as well i agree so yeah. Really good. yeah and in and in uh in game for that matter mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah but but yeah, no, I I, I really love. There's my favorite moment in the film is really when uh you know, uh, the cop father and there is something to the fact that like the new husband is a cop, and you know Scott Lang is this like cat burglar who just got out of prison, mm -hmm. and uh, you know uh, Ant Man, the one Antifa, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> character, you know like, <laughs> um, but I really love the bit where uh you know it's like uh. Uh, the daughter is like in the at the dinner table with the with the parents, and uh, she's like, "Are you looking for my daddy?" Oh. It's like, "Well, yes, I am." And it's like, "Oh no, I hope you don't find him." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, "No, yeah. yep, no, that's that would be my daughter. I have no daughter. And just like but and, if and I had a daughter, that would." As far as kid actors, actually, she doesn't really have a whole lot of like, you know, it's it's not like you really get to see a lot of her acting, but the way that she delivered that line, well, she's I think that she's eating breakfast or something, eating her cereal. And just like the way she doesn't even look up and stuff, hope we don't catch him. Just like that was, it was done really, really well. I, I, I got for you, yeah. fake dad. Yeah. So good. <laughs> who, who, who kind of like at times I'm like, isn't that, isn't that uh, Raymond's brother from Everyone Loves Raymond? No, it's a different guy. <laughs> it really it does. does. <laughs> He's that, the, the guy from Everyone Loves Raymond's like 35 feet tall. That's like the main difference. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know. But yeah. at, at, yeah. at times like I just get that kind of like, he could have been on that show as like their, their second brother or something like that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe the, maybe those actors are related possibly. I don't even know. Yeah, I one of the things it. that I also like appreciate here is that um, this is our first like MCU character who has a family. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there is this kind of thing that you run into with uh, these kinds of films, and that uh, there's a there's kind of this idea that, that, all, of the, that all, of, all of our heroes are like perpetual adolescents, right? Because they're sort of like you know forty years old and childless, which. Uh, um, granted, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but at the same time, like they don't have responsibilities, they don't have mortgages, they don't have to keep a job, they don't because that's not the interesting thing in terms of like kind of following people in their hero's journey. But here, you actually see, like, oh no, like he got out of prison, he's got to get a job, he works for Baskin Robbins, he's got to sh his boss appreciates him and fires him anyway, very mm -hmm. corporate structure thing, and he's Should got a daughter in a blast, yeah. That's just, that's just yeah, you got a free. Yeah, you got a free fucking fruit, 
food blaster or the fuck. But yeah, no. Uh, and then and, and Carrie brought up yeah, Hawkeye is pretty much the only other one you can think of right that has a family that's revealed. Mm. And and I mean, and go figure. Hawkeye's like he's considered the lamest Avenger. Because oh he actually right. needs to stay alive for a reason so he's a bit <laughs> he's a bit of less of a fucking asshole throwing himself around and shit right well, I mean Tony yeah. Stark eventually gets a kid of all people but yeah oh spoilers way to go Greg oh. sorry yeah sorry, guys have- uh, spoiling the the biggest movie of all time please thank podcast you. is canceled uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what randomly going um, back to the uh, the, the macro camera thing there is a just a kind of thing that popped in my head. The, you know the uh, different David Attenborough series that have been like Planet Earth and all those things mm-hmm. that he's narrated. Mm-hmm. There's a series called Life in the Undergrowth that's just all about like the life of tiny insects, and it's shot with these cameras that like do, it does the same kind of thing as this movie, where it makes this tiny world seem kind of big and epic, and just something. If you haven't seen that, I think it's like six episodes, maybe highly recommended. Or you can see uh, uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Where you see a bunch of ants fucking fighting each other in the lawn. Everyone else, you're a bunch of fucking hacks. David huh. Lynch did it first, bitches. Fair enough. What about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where the ant gets the ant fights a scorpion, gets killed, and then you're really sad. Spoilers. I was very sad as a kid when that happened. It was a ter- it was a terrible scene. Like in this movie, why did the ant have to die in this movie? It was terrible. Like it was just like that was his friend, and then it got shot by that guy. By the way, I'm gonna Anthony. Say, I'm gonna say the villain in this movie. Nothing against the actor personally, but every time I see this actor in anything, he always has a face you want to punch. Like he's just, I, I don't. That's, I, that's why he, I think that's why he's the villain in this movie. He, 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 did, come, he did, did a really good job of just portraying just a fucking douchebag. Like he, he's well, he, no, uh, he, he's oh. also. Uh, so this is this is Corey's uh, stole. I actually think he's one of the better MCU villains because he's actually portrayed as kind of a real person where he obviously like, he's obviously like a sociopath. Right. But you, he's still, you know, he's still like visibly hurt in a way by the fact that Hank Pym never shared his is, you know, his ant man research and shit with him. And so always sort of kept him in the dark and that stuff. And that, and, and so uh, of course this is, Iron Man. This is the first Iron Man movie done over again in a in a way, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very it's very much kind of the same plot. It's just that yeah, we're yeah. it's just it's just that everybody uh, else is kind of suffering for uh, Hank Pym's sins, like twenty years ago when he was you know fucking around and doing stuff, and so uh, it's all just sort of come to roost now. But um, I really like Corey Stahl as as you know the uh, uh, the the fucking villain here is Yellow Jacket. Um, where he's just he's he's kind of rightfully pissed off in a way, although he's also just a terrible sociopath. And Hank Pym kind of saw that in him. Basically, it's like, yeah, I can't share this with him because he's going to kill people with it. Right? We gotta, there's obviously yeah. something wrong. Like, like when you watch the when there's the presentation, it reveals the uh, yellow jacket to like the group of people, and that little like CG video presentation that they made. That's that's some fucking disturbing, weird. Like I'm I rewatched it earlier today, and like we're just watching that, I'm like. That is not something that anybody would legitimately have for a presentation. Like the, the, the things like the one scene, there's like a limo going down in like the, this tunnel and the yellow jacket, like just showing it off. It blows up the limo as it flies away in the tunnel. So the collateral damage is obviously going to be huge. And there's like, that's okay. It's fine. Yeah. There's but they're, they're trying to sell it to like Hydra who, who have changed mind you. Yeah. So they're okay. 
Uh, but it doesn't have to be with trying to sell it to. So, well, actually, uh, after that presentation, the one buddy there, uh, they're as they're walking away, he's like, "I'll give you twenty percent over blah 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 if you give it to me first, and then you hear him say, deal." So like he's already that he's a shady, yeah. shady, shady motherfucker. Yep. Or the other guy got squished in the bathroom after yeah, he like, just, He's just like that willing to just. Although, if you're some kind of an assassin, like very, very effective weapon. <laughs> just, yeah, really. That, that, was a, that was a shocking moment. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, he just yeah. did that? Like, I, I realized this guy's the bad guy, but then they, they add a little bit, you know, an extra level of like <laughs> sort of psychosis here where he's like, he, he just he, he has no compunction at all to pull his little shirt no, down on this guy. Murdering, you're dead. He's and if he did it right, animals, literally the cutest thing in the world. He's just murdering them. Well, yeah, mm. they, they live. She asked, like, aren't we using mice? He's like, what's the difference? But like, when he when he killed that guy, if he had like a a bag in a baggie in his hand or something, and like shot him and then caught the little goopy thing, you know what I mean? And then fl- like correctly, he wiped the floor. He didn't really you know, disinfect it to the point where there'd be no evidence, but like that kind of gun, if you caught it and just flushed that, yeah, be you know, nothing. the janitor was going to get that later. Right. So. Yeah. Those <laughs> they, they do a good job. Yeah. Uh, well, even when he shrunk the lamb, but he's such an asshole. Even when he actually shrunk the lamb, then he's like, got in little things like flicks. Well, well, I'll, 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 the worst human being ever. I'll tell you what the difference is too. It's like, aren't you going to use most? What's the difference? The difference is the fucking lambs fucking go. You know what he did afterwards that we didn't see probably after he flicked that thing where he's like, got to experiment. So he obviously took that small lamb and then opened up that little fucking thing that was keeping it alive. And it probably, it it, it didn't live. There's no way it lived. Like, well, no, because it wouldn't be able to breathe at that fucking, like the, the air inside that little thing. Would have been the air it would be breathing if you had opened that up. It couldn't breathe the fucking. Well, how does that work with Ant Man? That there has to be some kind of. Well, oh, he's got be... he's got it in a suit, right? Like he's got some sort of something with the pim particles that. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, again, like there's different. Like, there's enough layers of filters or something like that, so it still seems solid, but there is air able to get in and out, so it can breathe. I don't know. I don't well, know how that works. Let's just assume there's like some sort of like. Oh, he's Ant Man, so he's got some sort of built-in technology in that suit where he can absorb oxygen through his skin like a fucking uh, insect would, you know, kind of that's, thing. That that's yeah. actually a maybe he's valid actually hypothesis. I feel like we've taken away from Daniel's direction here, so we should throw back to him for a moment in case he Please, wants yes. to bring something up. Get us back on the rail, sir. Oh well, no, I'm experiencing a significant lag, so I was just enjoying oh. the conversation. Um, but uh, no, I always assumed that uh, Hank Pym had developed it. Just put put a like tiny oxygen tank somewhere in the suit with uh, essentially like a whole atmosphere's worth of oxygen in it because he has the ability to do that. And there's some like it's all just magic Hank Pym technology. That's always why. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like this one. I think it's really fun. I think it's funny. I think it's much. I would much rather see more of these rather than more of like in game because I just I like the kind of lighter tone. I like the smaller stakes. I like the fact that giant things don't fall from the sky at the end, uh, which was kind of becoming a pattern mm-hmm. with uh, <laughs> with the MCU around this time. And uh, I don't know. Like uh, I don't really have much more to say. I I, I don't know. Like I I kind of like. I don't know. The villain doesn't strike me as particularly good or particularly bad. I mean, I think it's on the better side for the MCU. 
you have sort of like a kind of classically bad uh, experience with villains. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like he's not memorable. He's not, you know, I don't, I don't kind of, kind of come away. And maybe this calls, I think kind of Obadiah Stain, you know, we've kind of seen this before and the movie right. really isn't about the villain. It's about kind of introducing the hero and kind of putting him through his paces and about the relationship between um, him and Michael Douglas and Hope Van Dyne and kind of like finding that, you know, finding that rhythm that's going to pay off in the second movie, which again, I think I like better than um, most people do. I really like the sequel to this, which I did see theatrically. So, so with apologies for my lag, I'm happy to, uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, listen to you guys talk for as long as possible, but uh, I'm probably going to have to bow out from the main part of the conversation and just sort of like wrap up at the end. Uh, but I would love to get everybody's um, thoughts, kind of final thoughts about the movie, anything else you want to say, and uh, then just kind of tell us where we can find your work, etc. So just kind of do the round, whoever wants to go first. All right, I'll go first then. Um, I'll just I'll just add in, I uh, should mention uh, uh, Michael Pena and his, and his uh, crew in this of, you know, Miscreants are, are good. Like it's weird. It's a comedy, but it's also got like comedic foils. When he tells is... the story, when he tells the stories, like oh, that, that's done and, so and well. It, oh, it br- it brings on the fucking uh, the the music from uh, what Foxy Brown, I believe, and also Jackie Brown. Uh, the little caper music while he's telling yeah. his stories, which is fucking great. But um, no, they're all fucking amusing. I think they're used just the right amount, but at the same time, I kind of want the spinoff like MCU series or movie or whatever the fuck. Cause they can, they can it, do a show easily. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. I think that works. And overall, I, I like this a lot. I think it's a perfectly good little vehicle. It, it works. It, it's got a lot of really good characters. Um, it makes ants cute. Like they cute them up with the CGI a little bit. Cause if mm-hmm. you look at an ant, at that size in reality, it's kind of horrific and it would murder you in, in an instant. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they, they do a good job of making everything kind of cool. Again, I, I go back to the father daughter relationship, I think is kind of the central thing here that I really, really like uh, just makes it a really enjoyable movie. I kind of want the TV series of this, them hanging out as well. I kind of think that that would be kind of cool. They just go on little adventures or whatever the fuck. I'd like to see that. But uh, yeah, you can find me and this podcast uh, at tmbdos.podbean.com and uh, other stuff that we do. Uh, other podcasts. There's there's actually a whole shit ton of stuff coming. Uh, you might have heard it before this drops. Who knows? It's all dropping next week and it'll be... I don't even know how to speak anymore. Uh, Redbeard, move on. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I said before, I love this movie. It's really well done. Um, didn't really talk again like the, about, the, about the crew that much. The guy who I think he's pretending to be Russian. The one guy, Is yeah, that the kind of he wasn't yeah, really Russian. He but he he does the. It's funny. Like uh, funny. every time he speaks, and it, it's 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 just well done. The uh, again back to the CGI. We didn't know like the the kind of climactic scene where they're in like the little girl's bedroom and like they're fighting on the train thing. And like mm. he's tying, Oh God, the train's coming. And like, he just hits him and falls off the track. And like, or, like <laughs> when they, when they're in the, uh, in the, was it the plane or the hell? I think the plane, right? Not a helicopter. And they're in the briefcase and they like actually kill the pilot, like the yellow jacket, that, that yellow jacket suits just fucking stupidly dangerous. Like those laser beams are horrible. Like yeah. just kill everything. And then they're fighting inside the briefcase and like hitting the fucking iPod or the phone, whatever, making music change and shit. And just, it's really, really well done. And I, I definitely in my top 10 movies, 
Neat um, trivia point though on the that yellow jacket suit. Uh, the laser sounds that he fires—they're the uh, same sound as the at at from Star Wars. Ooh. You know, Disney owns both properties, right? So it's like, yeah, use the sounds. That's hilarious. Well, chance um, the sounds may have been from like a library to begin with. So yeah, yeah that's yeah true, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, you can find me on YouTube on Redbeard, spell Beard, B E E R D, and um, I haven't posted anything in a while because my PC has been doing hard drugs while I'm not at home and um, yeah, it's in remission or something or I don't know, it's fucking dying. So Greg, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd, one day when we make our list, I will have to decide if it's in my top 10. It's certainly impossible that it will be there, um, but there's a lot of good movies. Um, the thing I'll say about this movie is it's completely inconsequential as it is in the first movie that we're discussing. And really even the second movie too. And then suddenly Ant-Man becomes like the most important hero that literally he, the universe would have been destroyed without him. So, I, I mean, we got to give credit to the rat spoilers, but uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny how actually he becomes, even in civil war, like he becomes pretty pivotal in that battle. Like he's, until they figure out how to take him down, similar to an ad at mind you, uh, <laughs> pretty pivotal in that battle. But um Sorry for the spoilers for people that haven't watched that yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, overall, I, I really like this movie. Like, it is a fun change of pace to the rest of the movies. Uh, although, again, inconsequential. So that's where I would lose points for me because I'm always going to give the most points to the movies that sort of lead to the finality, which currently is really endgame. Really uh, good end, end uh, credits. Really good end credit scene in this one, too. We didn't talk about that at all. Where like where you get that teaser of like he did well, make her a suit too. Well, you, you know the next movie's gonna be about. Yeah, it was that was cool. Sorry, Greg, go ahead. Oh, there's a line in the second movie about. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna spoil this, but the, the line in the second movie where it's like, "Oh, can you put wings on my suit?" Yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Douglas is really good in this with his dry um, humor, right? It's like yeah, it, it, and he catches them two kissing, and he's and he's like, "Oh no, we were just doing it. You're full of shit." <laughs> uh, no, he uh, Michael Douglas is just a he's a, he's a great actor straight up. Like, no, he's, yeah, he's he a is. great actor. Yeah, I'm, did, glad he, I'm glad he got a chance to uh, portray after his throat cancer, which apparently he got from performing oral sex in a lot of women. That's a true fact. Yep, yep. Or just Catherine um, Zeta Jones. Well, I'm sure more than that, that. That vagina was just both enticing and deadly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like the Venus flytrap of vagina. <laughs> mm. But he turned seventy on this on on the sh during the shooting of this, eh? So good for him. Yeah. Actually, they, and the, the, some of the promos they did were so dumb but hilarious. Like there was one where it was just him and Paul Rudd just like doing this, like slapping on their and just like ants, ants, and it was like it's the dumbest promo you ever seen in your life. But it was fucking it worked. It got like it went viral and stuff. Well, you know the funny. the first trailer they released for this. It was like done in miniature size, so you couldn't make out what the fuck was going on in the trailer. Like the actual screen resolution was that small. Was like, I remember oh. seeing that. Yeah, it was like you watched on YouTube, and it was just like this big on the screen. It was tiny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. It's good stuff. 
So where can you find me? Nowhere interesting. Uh, you can subscribe to Beer Burglar on YouTube if you want. I highly recommend it because it's free and everyone likes free stuff. I do. I haven't posted anything for a long time. Maybe I'll do something at Christmas, but I've uh, done beer and jacket pairings, which are kind of fun to do. Uh, mainly, it's my it, mainly my wife is doing subtitles, insulting me the entire time. So that's actually the fun part of it. Uh, no one actually wants to listen to me. You can probably put the vi the video on mute for the most part. Um, and uh, more importantly, you can see me on Beer Analysis 101 every Wednesday, which carries on pretty much every episode. Lee's on some episodes. He actually started the show, although he abandoned it. Uh, and Daniel's on no episodes. Um, and our good friend Nick Lowe hosts that. We do a different beer every week, and we give some completely uninformed opinions. Like, you like hearing me talk about comic book movies that I know nothing about? I know even less about beer, so there you go. It's on the Maxwell Star YouTube channel. Maxwell Star, Nick Lowe. Yeah. Why is he Maxwell Star? I don't know. He's told us, but I forget. Me, me, me so as well. It's a lyric or something from a song. I don't know. We all make bad decisions. Yeah. Throw back to you, Daniel. You want to end this, or do you want me to end this? Oh, no, no. Sorry. I'm like 10 seconds behind or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so I've literally just been watching you guys, and like I can't. Like There's no way I can, I can talk. So... Um, so yeah, thank you uh, so much, uh, Greg and Carrie and Lee for being here. I apologize for whatever fucking technical problem that prevents me from talking to Canada. Apparently, um, I blame Canada for this. Yeah, what I'm gonna do um, when really it's probably also it's probably it's probably the United States. That's probably what's what's going on here. But um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Next time we'll be talking about I uh, will be entering Phase Three with Captain America: Civil War. Um, which uh, I think I have very strong opinions about, and everyone's going to hate me for. Um, but until then, uh, we will um, uh, say adieu. Uh, thank you again. Thank you for coming on. Um, I love Paul Rudd. I love. I kind of love this movie. And uh, yeah, good night. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers up. Peace out. Why did I say cheers up? What the fuck was that? I don't know, but we're keeping it in. You have been listening to Cape Shit. For other episodes, please visit tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs>